Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes, I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. What is up, Clitorati? Happy Pride Month. We're kicking off June with a fun virtual test for us all to take that helps determine our bonding styles. The Bonding Project is an app that can help people figure out what kind of bonding style works best for them. There are 16 possible results that stay away from culturally conditioned norms and labels. We love that here. And we have the global academic expert on polyamory here with us today to break it down because we have all taken the test. Please welcome Dr. Elizabeth Chef. Thanks so much for having me. Yay, I'm happy to be here. We're so excited to have you here. We were, um, just before we started recording, we were all kind of sharing about how we took the test and it was really informative. And what I liked about it is it gave you when I, when I got my results, it was like five, like you could possibly, I was like, I could be five possible things basically is what it said. I didn't, I thought it would give you one thing, but it was really interesting. And I noticed one of the categories was like a solo relationship, which I hadn't even really considered, which I thought was really fascinating. Um, so the bonding project, how did you get involved um, with, and why is the bonding project quiz so valuable? And then maybe we'll get into sharing our results a little bit. <laughs> So I got involved in the bonding project because the founder of it or the woman that had the idea, Jess Wise, knew that I knew a lot about research on relationships. Mm. And she wanted a test that she could give people she was dating because she was really tired of explaining over and over like how there's all these different ways to be in relationship and what she wanted and what she wanted from a partner. And she just wished there was a test she could give people before they dated. Just say, here, go take this test and then we'll talk. And she thought if she wanted it, probably other people wanted it. Yeah. So, yeah, we started working on it probably at least four years ago. And she and I are both big idea people, Mm -hmm. but we floundered around. We had all sorts of fantastic ideas. And I did a lot of research and looked at, you know, the relationship satisfaction literature Mm -hmm. and um, we just couldn't like take it, we had this fun test, but neither of us knew how to take it from an idea to actually being a thing in the world. So Mm. Jess found two more team members to work with us. And we were all at home for the pandemic. So we started about a year ago, actually, um, or a little longer than that, um, working on it coming together. And we just we would write a test and then we would all take it and talk about it. And then we'd write it again and we'd have our friends take it. And now um, it's actually online. We do plan for it to be an app at some point, but it is not quite downloadable really Mm -hmm. yet as a phone thing. It works great. If you open it in your phone browser, it works great on your phone. Yeah, I did it in my phone. It was totally cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, but is, so, I mean, to be an app, you have to be able to download it. Is that right? True? Yeah. Like that's yeah, it's what like, makes it's an like app? in the app store. No, it works great just on your phone browser. Um, and I'm, I'm, I kind of want to share my results. I want to hear everyone's results. And, um, <laughs> I was like not shocked by some of my results and shocked by some of my results. Um, uh-huh. so, so, okay. So I'll just share, I'll see, I'll, I want to see the girl's reaction. So, okay. So my results were, I am comfortable with a form of one-on-one bonding. I am cautious with the form of one-to-many. I am challenged with the form of many-to-many. And I'm cautious with the form of solo bonding, which I'm like, what does that mean? Can I not be by myself? (laughs) No, solo bonders aren't just always by themselves, but they tend to like a lot of independence in relationship okay. and a lot more kind of, you know, if you're with them, then you're really with them. But you're to, if you're not in the room with them at that time, they might not be thinking about you. Or, you Got know, it. like if you are strong in one-to-one bonding, which has this very kind of shared experience element and a lot of really um, intimate closeness within the dyad, which is a couple. Mm-hmm. Then solo bonding might seem too loose. To Wait, you. so, but so if can one, you be? Sorry. What are the categories? You can be. It looks like cautious, challenged, comfortable, and then is there like a strong category too? Well, so it's um, comfortable, curious. Uh-huh. Oh, so comfortable is like, oh yeah, that fits great for me. That feels good. That just feels like that's where I would be most at home Mm -hmm. in a relationship style. Okay. Curious means, huh, I'm not sure about that. It sounds like maybe I could do that under some circumstances that might be cool, but under other circumstances, I'm just not so sure. I'm not jumping in with both feet. Mm. Cautious is more like, uh, I'm not sure about that, that, Maybe under some circumstances, but I'm really kind of nervous about that and not really very excited about it. And challenged means like, yeah, no, that doesn't sound good to me at all. I think that would suck. This makes, I'm challenged when it comes to this. Well, I want to hear, do you guys have your, I I really want to hear Sugar's results. Um, Uh, And I took it twice. Okay. Uh I'm so excited to share with you. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm just, I'm fascinated because I consider myself like an open person to non-monogamous situations, but I'm looking at my, but my results make sense to me, especially where I'm at right now, that I'm challenged by many, many, and I'm actually cautious of one to many because I'm in more of a monogamous space right now. So that that's, I love that sugar took it twice because maybe it can change from whatever place you're in. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And mm. across time, if you take it now in this relationship and then you take it someday if you're single mm. and then take it again if you've just started dating a new person, mm. that's one of the things we really want to do is to be able to establish a dashboard mm. where people can kind of look at their results over time and see right. how changes in the life outside affect how they feel about their bonding. So Sugar, how far apart did you take them in time? <laughs> Well, one thing I love about what you said is that like, you know, to think that we won't evolve is, you know, insanity. Like we're constantly evolving and changing. So this could, this is really a tool for as you're transitioning 
maybe even from one relationship to another, um, or as you're in your certain partnership, expanding what that looks like, or just making sure you're good old fashioned monogamous still. Um, <laughs> this seems like a great tool to help guide you on, okay, what actions could I take toward each of these different types of relationship styles? So for me, I mean, I'm as volatile as cryptocurrency, you know, <laughs> I, my, my day-to-day changes multiple times in a day. So two days, it could be just like, you know, we're in two different places completely. So I took the quiz two days ago and then I took the quiz again this morning. So I was feeling a little bit in a different place and I was like, oh, you know what? I just got a hit. Why don't I just take it again? I wonder if it'd be different. And then I got kind of curious if it would. It was, it was. Um, would you like to know? I would. Yes, I want to know both right, your so results. Which one, which one do you want to hear first? The one I, I took this hear morning? Two days ago. The, I want to hear. I want to hear two days ago first. All right, so two days ago... <laughs> Okay. Two, two days ago, I was curious with a form of one-to-one. I've been married for, by the way, I've been married. I've been married in a relationship with the same person for six years. So I was like, oh, so I'm only curious about one-to-one. All right. Then curious with a form of one-to-many. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I would thought I would have been like more comfortable, but okay, curious. Then challenged with a form of many-to-many. And then cautious with a form of solo bonding. Wait, what were you, what were you one to many? Curious. Really? On one to one? No, no, no. One One, to many. Oh, one to many curious. So that was two days ago. Do you want to know where we are today? Yeah. Yes. Comfortable. So today we're cautious with a form of one to one. And remember the last time I told you it was curious. So this time, I'm not curious. I'm now cautious. All right. Interesting. The second one is comfortable with a form of one-to-many, which previously it was curious. So now we're back to, you know, we're back to comfortable. So cautious one-to-one, comfortable one-to-many. Cautious with a form of many-to-many. Okay. So the last one I was challenged. This time I'm only cautious. And then the (laughs) last one for this one I took today was curious with a form of solo bonding. And in the one I took two days ago, it was cautious. Interesting. Hmm. So what changed in these last two days? Did you guys get in a fight? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're not that different. The one I took two days ago is a little bit more true to, I say, like cautious of, of solo bonding. Like I'm not trying to have many partners. I do want one partner. but today to see cautious of a one-to-one bonding, I was, I was almost like, should I tell? I was waiting to tell you guys. I'm like, should I, which one's better? And then I was like, it's not about which one's better. <laughs> it literally says like, that in the email. Yeah. <laughs> like in your, so, resp- in your results, it literally says like, there are no bad or wrong results. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had, so I had these two and I was like, which one do I share? So in the one I took today, this curious with a form of solo bonding, that was cautious. And then today, cautious with a form of one-to-one, but yesterday it was curious. Like, I don't know what shifted. Um, I, I think part of it too, there's room for like that I was more familiar with the questions. And so mm-hmm. I understood how to answer them maybe better. So we don't know what margin that is. That I went um, over my, like when I took it the first time, I actually reread all my answers and did change a few. 
So I'd be curious if I took it, took it again as well. Yeah. Now, I do think there's certain things, like I will say, what has been coming up for me ever since COVID hit is I almost feel like I'm back in a monogamous relationship. Still the same values, still the same open mindset, still the same philosophy, but just the, um, the physical access to like what that looks like in the world, um, gone, almost non-existent. And when we do gather with our friends in our community, this kind of like one-to-many, many-to-many community, um, it's been so long since. So it's more of just like that friendship component and those deep, intimate bonds emotionally. I haven't had sex with a, a partner other than my husband in too long. Okay. Well, you're, you're pointing to something I think that Dr. Eli can really like tune into is that they, they, they don't use like the conventional terminology of like monogamy or polyamory. Can right. you sort of explain to us the difference between bonding styles versus maybe some of the terminology that we use on the show, like monogamy and non-monogamy and stuff like that? Can you really explain to us what bonding styles is? And then I want to have Katie share her results too eventually. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm dying. They're not that surprising. <laughs> you know, we really shied away from using terms that people are familiar with, in part because, I mean, a lot of people do agree, at least on the general outlines of what monogamy means, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of one-to-one bonding, like just desiring to be with that one person that you really connect deeply with and share Mm -hmm. like a very solid, become that solid unit that doesn't necessarily relate to the cultural baggage around monogamy. Monogamy has kind of a religious overtone or a Mm. judgmental overtone or almost like this ownership quality to it. And some people really want to just bond with that one other person very deeply, but don't necessarily want that kind of cultural baggage that comes with the idea of monogamy. And once you get into Mm. one-to-many, there's so many different ways to do that. We didn't want to label it as open or polyamory or monogamish or swinging. You know, we (laughs) didn't want to use those words because they all come with cultural baggage. And especially once you get into many-to-many and solo, both of those are kind of relationship styles that people might not be all that familiar with. Mm. with. And so if we labeled it like many to many, I think a lot of people would think, oh, group marriage. Well, that comes with a lot of cultural baggage, a very heterosexuality, kind of like a very 70s boom chicka wow wow (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's not even like, it's so funny. I'm just recognizing I was really thinking about sex when I was doing this. And I'm realizing bonding is not necessary. Like sex is a Mm. part of bonding, but it's not really what this is about. Mm -hmm. I'm just noticing that. It's so interesting. Well, very few of the questions were like, like it would specifically say sexually. And in all the other questions, it would be like the relationship. Mm. Mm. So this, this test actually even works for asexual people. Right. Who Mm. maybe want, companionship and Mm. partnership and family, but don't necessarily want sex to be involved in that. Some Mm. of them do great in like a one-to-many or many-to-many setting if they're partnered with sexual people who then have sex with other people. 
Yeah. So, so let's, let's dive into, I love that you and your team have created this and I'm sure there was a reason why you thought something like this could be so valuable. Why is a test like this and having this sort of information about your bonding style, how is that valuable to someone's life and what kind of an impact can that make for people? I think it's very valuable to certain kinds of people (laughs) and that some people who are, for instance, happily married monogamous for 40 years and really not at all questioning their relationship, then, you know, this test might not be for them. But I think this test would be very valuable for young people who are trying to figure out what they want in a relationship, Mm. for people who are thinking about maybe expanding their relationship. You know, they've been in a relationship for a while and they're just wondering, how do we even talk about this? Um, Mm -hmm. For people who are getting out of a relationship and Mm -hmm. are wondering, okay, what's next for me? You know, that one didn't work. What might be on my horizon? How might I want to bond, you know, independently of thinking about in this specific relationship, but thinking about just me? What do I want out of a relationship? And because the culture is so focused on either monogamy or cheating. <laughs> right. You know, right. there's not right. <laughs> Those are the only people. options. <laughs> yeah. And so many people do so many other things but might not realize there are other people who might do that or how to do that ethically. So having a way to kind of have a conversation, start a conversation with yourself, with your partner, with your partners. Um, this can be really valuable, especially because it's free and it takes 10 minutes. Well, it takes people who've thought about relationships for a bit, 10 (laughs) minutes. I think if you've never (laughs) considered kind of the range of things, some of our testers, like our our, um, alpha testers, before we went live online, we had some monogamous people test it just to see if it worked for them. And some of them their minds were blown. Like it took them a long yeah. time. Like they hadn't even considered the other possibilities. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, what does that right, mean? Right, right. What is this witchcraft? Uh, I don't know, maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, that's so, Katie is definitely the most monogamous host of this show. Katie, I mean, I think, what, what were your, I'm just so curious. I mean, lucky for me, I've done over 150 episodes of Clit Talk. So I was able to fly through the test. I was like, oh, I know. know, know." (laughs) So my results were what I would expect. I'm comfortable with one-to-one bonding. And then, so that's like, it's one, one end of the spectrum is comfortable. And then the other end is challenged, right? Of the five options. With curious um, and cautious in there. Curious, cautious. Okay. So yeah. So, so there's four, four. Um, so I'm comfortable with one-to-one bonding challenged the the other end of the spectrum with a form of one to many challenged with a form of many to many and i'm curious with a form of solo bonding so is that like i just, I just want to be by myself is that what that <laughs> yeah, means can you dive more into the solo bonding that's the one i don't really understand Same. i'm curious about it <laughs> solo Apparently. bonding could be a wide range of things. Some solo bonders do just want to be by themselves. Mm. They're not interested in romantic or sexual relationships. They're just like, nope, don't want to do that. Maybe want 
companionship, social connection, but just really not looking for sexual and romantic connection with anybody. Other solo bonders really like sexual and romantic connection, but they don't want to have to be kind of have their time and their money and their attention accountable to someone else who can tell them what they can or cannot do or what time they need to be somewhere or That what. sounds like me. <laughs> it is very curious. That's my that. husband. Like, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to go ahead and I'll let you know what I'm doing. Right. Yeah, and that sounds... Labels people use for solo bonding sometimes if they're in the polyamorous community... Sometimes they call it solo poly, where they don't have a primary mm-hmm. because they don't want anyone expecting that level of time and accountability and kind of sway over them, mm-hmm. but they oh, still want connection. Yeah. Or sometimes it, some people call it relationship anarchy, where they are doing their own thing the relationship is, each relationship they have is just independent from all the others. They just, when they're with that person, they're fully with that person. And when they're not with that person, that person can do whatever they want, you know, and it may not be around sexuality, might not be the central focus of the relationship. It may be something else. Um, And it's much more for relationship anarchists, they're focused on, being together out of choice because they want to be with each other and not because there's some obligation. They Mm. said, till death do us part or, you know, whatever. But if they, if it turns out that the relationship isn't working for them or is no longer working and they can't find a way that it works out for everyone involved, then they move on to different relationships or change that relationship somehow, but don't think, oh, well, we're obligated, so we've got to stay in this Mm. relationship in this way. There's something kind of beautiful about that. Hey, Clitorati, we wanted to take a quick minute to share about our Patreon. You know, we absolutely love being able to create weekly episodes and continue to normalize our message of pleasure on earth. Our Patreon is a monthly subscription crowdfunding platform that allows us here at Clit Talk to have the flexibility to expand our message without having to worry about how it's going to financially impact us personally. We are committed to expanding and creating new and exciting things like live events and a safe VIP community so you can share and be heard in real time. So if Clit Talk makes a difference for you and you'd like to connect with us on a whole new behind the scenes level, please consider supporting our Patreon. Your support makes a huge difference for us so we can make a difference for you. Mm. Yeah, something that has been um, my partner and I's relationship it changes. It's like a, it's like a river. Um, and so, you know, it's never been the same every, with every season. And, um, during all of COVID, when my husband's business picked up, it required more of his attention. He expressed to me, he's like, I couldn't imagine having like a girlfriend or another partner right now. (laughs) He's like, I, I, I can barely show. I'm like, Honestly, I was kind of happy. I was like, cool. Because it takes something to be with just because you're, you know, you know, open to that or or curious to that or comfortable with that doesn't mean that there's not things to process. I like kind of saw it as um, you're signing up for that just because you're comfortable with it doesn't mean that you won't get triggered. But it's almost like 
comfortable with being uncomfortable and what it takes to be in that level of an open conversation. I'm seeing you like shake your head and like, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Definitely. Mm. So what kind of relationship style are you? You know, right now, I right now <laughs> I am a a mess. <laughs> it's <Aww>. what I am. <laughs> um, you know, I've been in a mono poly. I've been the mono in a mono poly relationship for about ten years, and my wife has always had girlfriends kind of further away. Either that, or kind of low-quality girlfriends that she wasn't that interested in. And then during the pandemic, she met this woman who is fucking amazing. She's pretty, she's smart, she's funny, she's artistic, she's witty, she's fun. That bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Hey, woman. I feel you. And I'm having, I'm fucking freaking out about Mm. it. Like, it's a different... It's the first time in our relationship where she's been so serious about someone that's been so close. Like she has fallen in love with someone else before, but it was kind of unrequited and they were far away. So it was easier for me to deal with. Just for our listeners who are listening, what does monopoly mean? Means I'm monogamous. I don't have other partners. I could if I wanted to, but it's, you know, as I'm figuring this out, Sugar, you were talking about your relationship kind of changes over time. Um, We have never been monogamous and I've had it, I guess my version of non-monogamy for myself personally seems to be about every 18 months to two years, I want to kiss a man. I want to stroke his beard stubble and squeeze his arms and then I'm done with it. I'm like, okay, that was fun. Hmm. Thanks. And generally they're like, oh, real, no, wait, where are you going? <laughs> like, we were just getting started. And I'm like, no, that was really all I wanted. <laughs> like, that's enough. But my wife is definitely more, she's just realizing now that her kind of have a fling with someone far away style that she's used in the past isn't as satisfying to her as having a close by girlfriend that she really clicks with. And I'm realizing it's very difficult Mm. for me Mm. to think about her, you know, like, well, especially during the pandemic, my life, we, we were very serious about quarantining. So I would Mm -hmm. be home all the time. Right. And generally you know, if I'm on the road or something, it's not as difficult for, for me to handle. But if I'm at home by myself, every time she's out hanging out yeah. with her sweetie, yeah. that sucks. you know, it was really hard. Or I'm trying to figure out like how to fill my time out somewhere while they're together at home to give them some space. That was hard, oh. you know, like it was just yeah. very difficult. So, oh my God, that was, that's so triggering for me. When, yeah. Oh God, like a while ago, this is maybe like a year over almost two years ago when my husband started having feelings for this woman and like coming to the space. One of my things was, is like, you guys can't do it in our bed. Like, right. I don't want, that's my throne and I will kill a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, right. And then like, yeah, to be like, 
watching them cuddle on my couch while I'm there. And the idea of leaving my house for a woman to come into my house. Now on a one-to-many level, oh my God, I throw play parties like pre-COVID. Oh my gosh, dream life. Now just like group (laughs) gatherings, right? Like we live with a really dear friend of ours in the community and like we'll have group dinners and like we spend time together. There's just so much love and affinity there. Maybe, you know, before she moved in, we, you know, sometimes it would come up that we'd have like a sexual intimacy and who knows, like now that she's our roommate, maybe, but there's just such a, like, she's like family. You know what I mean? So if I left, like I'd have no problem. And if they were cuddling, like that wouldn't matter if I came home to them cuddling and my part, and I felt like my partner hadn't given me the presence that I desire to feel fulfilled in a one-to-one relationship, then I'd be triggered as fuck. Totally. Because I'd be like... I have a question with the using the, the terminology of the test. So it sounds like, Sugar, you're comfortable with the um, one-to-many, but not the many-to-many? No, many-to-many is okay. Like, in our community, like, we don't all live together, you know? I would say that's the big difference of many-to-many. But when we come together, there's common values. We set intentions. Like, we get weird. So I'm comfortable with many to many in that, like, I'm not trying to have like a marriage where like we all share finances and make financial decisions. Like doing that with my husband is like enough. And what I want, I don't want people making decisions in my life like that. Like, yeah. Isn't that one to many then? Isn't, isn't that one to many? Like your primary one relationship and you guys are cool with many, but when it comes. So when it comes to many to many, there's exceptions like many to many. Anytime I talk about hanging out with my friends, it's a many to many situation. The fact that we come home to our house and live separate and aren't contractually married to them or makes it be right. My, am I making sense here? Absolutely. That's what I was. That's what I'm thinking in my mind is that what makes it, what has me not be totally comfortable with many to many is the idea of like, I'm not trying to make every decision together. I'm down with community living, but again, it's like, you're, you're not, we're not contractually married. Um, my partner and I, we make our own decisions. What unites us in the, in that many to many is like the common values and making decisions of how to enjoy that evening together. I'm right, sort of in a many life. to many conversation. I because re- so I don't live with my primary romantic partner right now, and I realize there's like I live with my best friend who's a female. We don't we're not sexually interactive with each other at all, but we make a lot of like the household decisions and those types of things together. And I'm really bonded with her in a different way, and I don't make any of those decisions right now with my boyfriend. So we always joke that we're like in a non-sexual polyamorous relationship because we are like the three of us will come up with ideas. She'll finance it. I'll implement it. Ryan's like fixing the the dishwasher. Like it's like, it really is sort of this weird non-sexual polyamorous household. Um, and my question though, to both of your and Sugar's shares is, so we have, you know, you have this information. I'm sure maybe your partners take the test how can we utilize this? Or do you have any actionable stories of people that you've worked with, how this has really, um, how this has made a difference for them having this information or how can we apply this information to make a difference in our lives? That's a great question. And we haven't really, the test hasn't been around quite long enough, I think, to really kind of start gathering stories about the impact. Mm. I think the most important thing, I guess I would say, is that it's not really a diagnostic tool. 
that is going to tell you, you are this one thing. (laughs) It's much more a conversation starter of, oh, what do you, how do you feel about this? Mm. What do you think about these various options? Not only with yourself, but then with your partners that um, I think having the freedom to consider diversity of relationships is good for people to actively decide what they want to do instead of just kind of following the default of, oh, you know, society says you need to be with just one person, but then if you're attracted to someone else, then go ahead and sleep with them, but just don't tell the one person. Right. You know, (laughs) maybe if, if you really want to sleep with other people, if you really want multiple lovers, having the idea that, oh, that's a legitimate thing. That's a thing and people do it. The important part of that is allowing your other partners to have their partners too, then that's the hard part, I think, (laughs) of one to many or many to many. I mean, being on the receiving end of multiple partners Seems like, oh, yes, I enjoy variety. You know, I could see how that'd be fun to have this person's attention and that person's attention and that other person's attention. But when your beloved wants to go out with someone else, how do you handle that? And if you are, I would say, really oriented towards many to many as an orientation then your beloved wants to go out with someone else and you feel happy for them. You feel thrilled for them. And it's not that painful for Mm -hmm. you. Whereas I, as a more one-to-one person, it's funny because intellectually, I'm a many-to-many person. Intellectually, I totally get that. And I absolutely understand the one-to-many intellectually I'm there with both of those. But now that that's really in my life, I'm Mm. realizing my heart doesn't care what my brain thinks about that. My heart is like, fuck no. I want my wife to myself right Right. now. Like if I'm going to be home, I don't want to be watching her and her girlfriend go off for the weekend. That hurts my feelings. And it was an intellectual thing that had overridden that for years because I understand it intellectually. But then my heart just would not fall in line with that. And it very much came to a head when she hooked up with her new girlfriend and everything changed. And so I really think um, maybe, I'm not sure if it was Sugar or Katie, somebody said that they were like cryptocurrency. They changed just (laughs) all the time. So Sugar had said that she was like cryptocurrency, so changeable. And I really relate to that. And I I am definitely feeling big changes in my own relationship right now, kind of as a result of both things changing in the pandemic and me or just my wife for the very first time meeting someone and really clicking with someone who lives like two miles away. Mm, yeah, totally. So I'm, I'm, I get the one-to-one bonding and the solo bonding. What is the difference between the one-to-many and the many-to-many? I'm not like getting that. The one-to-many tends to prefer to socialize with one person at a time. So I would say like my wife is a great example of that. When she and I are together, she's super focused on me. 
when she's with her girlfriend, she's super focused on her girlfriend. She doesn't like to have two people in, you know, kind of competing for her attention. Not that the girlfriend and I compete, but that's a little bit how it feels for her. Being in the room with both of us, she's very split. So she does not want to be many to many. She doesn't want to be in a group thing. She wants Mm. to do the one one to one when she's with me and then one to one with the girlfriend Mm. and then one to one with someone else. Whereas Mm. the many to many likes that more group interaction, mm-hmm. enjoys orgy. hanging orgy. out. That's so <laughs> me. That's maybe like, not even orgy, but so like much. emotional yeah. bonding. You know, Lindsay, I thought you did a great example of kind of a many-to-many, a non-romantic mm-hmm. threesome that is really its own unit. Got it. even a primary. Got it. Okay. That's, that's, thank you for that clarification. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm sure all of our listeners by now are wondering where can they take the test? Um, So thank you so much for coming on and really dissecting this really fascinating concept with us of bonding styles and sharing your amazing quiz that you guys have created. I'm excited to see as it unfolds since it's still sort of in the beginning stages. So where can our listeners take the quiz? We'll obviously link it. And what is the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to do some work with you? So the best place to find the quiz is bondingproject.com, B-O-N-D-I-N-G-P-R-O-J-E-C-T.com. And to find me, you can probably my website is the best place, and that's elizabethchef.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Um, Dr. Eli for coming on and for sharing, for having the foresight to create this really impactful, interesting quiz and for dissecting all the different combinations with us today. Um, I definitely want to have my partner take it. I think it, like you said, it's a very wonderful jumping off point for people who are looking to just start this conversation or to learn more about themselves or their partners. Um, And just thank you so much for coming on. We'll have to definitely have you come back on and talk to us about this again. (laughs) Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. All right. And with that, Cluderati, you know what time it is. We're going to see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes.